A FAM production. Furniture and mattress. FAM.news. It is the Dos Marcos Show. What is the job of your key account rep? It is not what you think. The Dos Marcos Show begins right now. Welcome to the Dos Marcos Show with Mark Kinsley and Mark Quinn, where mattress and furniture leaders gather to grow, get the inside scoop, tell stories, and take tequila shots. Uno, dos, tequila! Welcome aboard. Here's your passport to a planet filled with the mattress industry's brightest minds and biggest ideas. The galaxy's greatest mattress podcast has liftoff in three, two, one. Welcome to the Dos Marcos Show. I'm Mark Kinsley. This is Mark Quinn. We're talking about your key account rep. Easy, I was just easy. rapping there doing some beatboxing as I get started. Nice. What do you think about my shirt, Quinn? I think it's beautiful. It looks like my box. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Keyed up over his right shoulder. He's got a fam box. Well, he used to have a hat in it. And right I've got there. my right here, too. Hey, we're talking about key account reps. You've obviously taken on a new position at Mattress Firm. You're seeing a lot of different parts of the industry in a new way and with fresh eyes. First of all, for anybody that doesn't know what a key account rep is, describe that and talk about that role in that job. Well, I mean, basically it's who are you putting in front of your customer, right? And so it's gonna depend on you know the customer, I suppose, and the size of that. But like, who do you, who's your point person that's coming in and calling on you? And, and, and what skills should they have, right? Because it's been interesting, I've, I've been able to, you know, I've met with a lot of companies uh, now. And so it's just interesting to see the different personalities and how they approach kind of selling and, and all of that. So Mark, think of this, like think about your time because you're buying stuff at Englander, right? So uh, Rachel, uh, who now works for us, was selling to you at some point, right? Um, when, when, when she was at a different place. What, what do you think are the, like, when you vow, when someone's coming at you to sell you stuff at England or like, what is it for you that is the best part? Of, like, what do you like about them? Like when you say, hey, man, that's a home run. That person does a kick-ass job of representing themselves in their company to me. Like, what is that? What is that skill set for you? What do they need? Well, first of all, it's understanding my position and what my needs are. So that means asking really good open-ended questions to see if even it's a fit. I mean, I get so many random spam emails from people that are trying to sell stuff that I don't even need, you know, and they don't understand that is it, is it a product that fits this person? And so in that situation, it's it just, you know, you feel like you're getting henpecked to death. And beyond that, you want somebody that uh, has a sense of humility and somebody that actually wants to connect with you. Uh, so you can demonstrate that, I think, by by personalizing your approach, you know, instead of making a, a spray and pray, it's like, I actually did some research on this person. Maybe in your case, it's, I watched your podcast and you referenced something specific. Those type of approaches always get points with me because I knew somebody took the time to care. Okay. So stay with that. I love what you just said. So, um, how often is it that a salesperson comes in and just starts talking about the stuff that they're good at? are the great stuff their product does without really asking any questions at all. I'm here to solve your business. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you, 
But you're right. And, you know, I think about the same thing, like when on LinkedIn, when people like, you know, approach us or whatever, it's like, okay, so if they have taken five seconds to just go do a little bit, right. And they reference something in our profile or they reference something on our show. I mean, it makes a big difference, right? It makes a huge difference. I mean, because like I said, you took the time to care, you're personalizing it in some way. You're showing that maybe you're part of this mattress industry community, which if anybody knows us, that's important to me. That's important to you. We want to create a fam. We talk about our industry. We talk about our jobs as family. And that's why we even named the media property at fam.news, the fam. Of course, it means furniture, appliances, mattress, but it was all about creating a movement and, and designing the industry that we wanted to be a part of. So I think if somebody recognizes that, and they're part of it, that of course goes a long way as well. And then there's just a certain level of professionalism that I think matters. You know, you gotta have the technical pieces of that, the product knowledge. You gotta be able to, you know, have a really tight sales pitch that you think would cascade all the way down to the RSA. And I think if people miss that as a key account rep, they're missing out on a huge opportunity because when you come in and pitch this, you know, I'm automatically thinking, how is this going to fall out of the mouth of the RSA and stick with the consumer? I had this, this moment one time. You, you, you're going to love this. I had this moment one time where I had three different people from a company. And I said, what does phase change mean? And you would not believe how marbly mouthed everybody got. They hemmed, they hawed, they disagreed, they had other opinions. And I had to figure out how to take all of this separate, distinct, and unintelligible information and synthesize it into something meaningful that the consumer could hear and understand. But it, it surprised me that, you know, suppliers coming from the ticking side of the business couldn't say in a succinct way, what is phase change material? And I'm like, if you guys don't know what it is, how is the consumer going to understand what it means for their sleep? Well, I know you're not talking about Culp because they <laughs> know how to simplify stuff. Those guys can sell, right? Absolutely. Um, okay. So, uh, all right. So for me, like I'm with you, I think all that's so true. Um, it, another couple of things to add, you know, like their ability to present information. Awesome. Their graphics, when they come in to, you know, make their products come to life, great. Like if they can do that stuff well, which by the way, not many people do, but if they can do that stuff, well, like big check marks for them. Right. Um, if they are, um, uh, let's see another one. Um, they come in and they have good dance moves. Good dance moves are important. I think mm -hmm. definitely, but like it, so here's, here's the unexpected part of it is Randy Kunkel told me when I first got into this industry is probably my second year in the business. So he was training me and he's with, uh, Temper Sealy out of Houston. And anyway, so he's one of my first, uh, like you know, mentors, essentially, he said, Quinn, just beat a man, Quinn, just beat a man. That's all you got to do. You know, show up when you're supposed to show up, return phone calls. When people ask you for stuff, send it to them. If you tell them you're going to send stuff, send like it is the most basic, simple things. Don't make people chase you down for information. Be responsive to them. And so it reduces their frustration it reduces the effort they have to make, right? And so I love it when like people like try to figure out ways how to make your life easier.
right? Because here's table stakes. Product has to kick ass. Pricing has to be great. Um, you know, demonstrability, like there's certain things like you just got to have right. You know, you have to be able to service them, you know, all of those things. But the intangibles are what matter, right? It's like, are they pleasant to be around? Do you like them as a human being? Are they confrontational with you? Are they willing to, so like, do they have that servant's heart of, hey, man, I'm here. Like, what can we do? Like, are they pushing you a little bit? Are you having to, you know, are you having to pull them through? Or are they saying, hey, what about this? And what about this? And what about this? Like, how often is that stuff happening? Because isn't that like so big? If you just got the, ba the, the basics of that right. Like, I think that for me, that's so much of it. Yes, 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 yes. Preach. Yeah, right? Preach, preach, preach. Well, and, and sometimes, you know, just the lack, I think you're kind of putting a bow around this idea of do what you say you're going to do and be an effective communicator. And an effective communicator first listens and understands. And then yes. you follow through, you do what you're going to say, you say you're going to do. And you're able to clarify your message in a way that it's going to benefit all the people underneath you as a buyer, for example, that need to sell this product, need to pitch it, need to promote it internally. And I, I'm always just shocked at the lack of effort that goes into that piece of the puzzle as well. And like we've talked about in the past, RSAs, frontline, you got to keep it simple. That's what we get asked for all the time, even at England, or like, you got to keep it simple. And what I've found is simple isn't always easy to get to. So do the hard work to simplify it. I think it's attributed to Mark Twain, but he said, I would have written a shorter letter, but I didn't have time. Yes. Oh, no. Uh, so true on that. Simplicity is not easy. And it's, uh, yeah, it's a very difficult thing to get to. I guess the only last comment I would make, Mark, is don't be full of shit, right? So people come in and they want to make claims that they can't substantiate, or they want to talk trash about the competition. Both are huge mistakes when you're dealing with customers. And I think they're made quite frequently. Keep it real, be authentic, don't oversell, and don't 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 take shots at your competition. It's not cool. And it really, you know, it doesn't serve you. You have so much to say about your own stuff. Stay tight on that, right? And if you don't have something to say about your own stuff, you should figure that out. And <laughs> you know, I remember whenever we were uh, back in the Leggett days, and this, there's, there's a principle in here that ties to what you just said about not, not talking trash about the competition and also understanding your audience in the selling environment. So if, if you're your mattress firm, so if you're going into mattress firm, understanding their floor, understanding sales process, understanding merchandising. And one of the things I remember is, you know, we're, we're going in and we're trying to promote this idea of active edge products, you know, so narrow diameter coils all the way to the edge, which effectively replaced foam encasement. Well, for a long time, salespeople wanted to sell foam encasement and they treated that as a big benefit to the consumer and they would put their hand on the side of it. And so we had to figure out a way to position it so that we weren't talking badly about foam encasement, but we were talking positively about the properties of an active edge product. And, and that was like a little nuance I remember learning kind of early on was nobody wants to lose a sale because they were promoting 
one technology or comfort layer or component over another and talking badly about that other component. So you as a merchandiser are thinking that way. If you're selling a product or if you're selling a component, you want to talk about the benefits and maybe it's a step-up story. Maybe you get more of this or maybe it's an enhanced version of this or this is the premium, but you're never saying this is awful and this is great. So I think that's a great mentality to bring to the table as well. I agree. And the only exception to it is when Tempur-Pedic and Sleep Number did it, they attacked Interspring. And the only reason it worked is because they had a $100 million ad budget to support it. So if you're going to talk shit, just make sure you have a big enough club to handle the competition when they don't like it. There is that angle. I don't want to discount the fact that if you got a bunch of money, <laughs> you could swing that money bag of money right at their face and knock them out. <laughs> money whip them. There's always an exception. <laughs> hey, everybody listening to this, we appreciate you guys more than you know. Really, we do. Uh, thanks for listening. Share it with people because it's important, man. We want to bring people around the table uh, or the campfire, as we like to say. And uh, go out, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you are, and give us a rating because we are um, needy. We're just needy. Inflation is expensive right now. We need more reviews to be able to to pay for it. milk. Yeah, it, we need about 9% more reviews just to keep up with inflation. So if you could just give us a few stars, it would help. You could bounce on it. Oh. What is a hybrid? It's like peanut butter jelly, peanut butter chocolate. Hybrid so tight, there's no way that you could topple it. Hybrid on my wrist, that's a calculator watch. We add ourselves together and we take it up a notch. Got the airflow, yo, keep you cool as it get. Visco foam alone to make you drip sweat. Get a hybrid mattress, yes, you'll get better rest. Cool and comfortable, hybrid like a sweater vest. You know the game, we're ahead of the sun. Cause the two of us together are way better than one. Cause I'm cool. Cool as ice. And I'm hot like a heater. Bounce by the ounce. Now we got it by the leader. Well, you take a spring and you wrap it up right. You can sleep so smooth, the bounce all night. Yeah. Put two together, get a whole lot more. Get the feel of the comfort core. You can bounce on it. Lay back, you don't have to practice. It's the best thing to happen to your mattress. Get together to do it like I did. Everybody get Somebody to get in your vicinity You probably want to feel a little bit of a hybridity Foam alone? Out of five, maybe one star Springs and foam, we're taking care of that lumbar Mad back support The best way to shack up or just get rest That won't mess your back up Like a hot chick mixed with a particle physicist Or a mullet party in the back of the business Best of both worlds like Mars and Venus The ultimate hybrid Nothing short of cheap Keeping it loose while keeping it tight We can make you sleep or play all night Put two together, get a whole lot more Get the feel of a comfort core You can bounce on it No stopping when the beat gets played back Springs keep it popping, phone keeps it laid back Party over here, get invited Everybody get hybrid What kind of bed do you keep back there? Does your girl want to chill on a beanbag chair? Hell no! You need spring.
springs and foam Cause if that bowling ball don't bounce You'll be sleeping alone And if the bed don't react Then you can't get low We got the type of bounce That won't spill your Merlot So stick with us And you'll get rewarded Cause I'm so gentle And I'm so supportive Hybrid is where the magic is And we just killed a song about mattresses Hybrid is where the magic is